Instagram folks, what is up? It is Maddie from the Alone in the Dark podcast. And uh, just getting a little tea down my gullet. We have an important topic that we're going to be talking about tonight. Hey, Ali Tay, how are you? Very, very important uh, topic we're going to be talking about tonight. And um, we're going to be getting to it just in a moment. And it's all out. Hey, Shaper Revenge, there's Jerry. What's going on, Jerry? J Plus, Peter, what's going on? Hey, hey, hey. Mr. Mike Boylan. Mr. Matt Stripoli, how are you, bud? What is going on, brother? Not much, dude. How are you? I'm not bad. Um, I'm ready to go. I yeah. got our I got our special John Carpenter oh, nice, Alone in the dude. Dark podcast, which J Plus, who's live with us right now, he would know that shirt because that's oh, how he, he found does? us. Yeah. At the Carpenter Show back in uh, July of 19, uh, what was it? July of 16, right? 2016? I, yeah, it was a few years ago, which was super fun. Yes. Hey. <laughs> awesome. Happy Wednesday, Jazz Zachary. What's going on? So tonight tonight could be our most divisive uh, slashing captain. What's going on, brother? <laughs> um, could be our most divisive talking point yet. Snake. <laughs> J plus. By the way, is this shirt? We don't have this shirt, right? You only made two special for that night, right? Yeah, I just made it for us, but uh, we should think about, you know, I couldn't really sell them just because it's using a, um, yeah, it's using an image of John Carpenter we don't own, but. Correct. Yeah, we could probably figure out a way to get them out there, you know? So anyway, uh, we got some people joining here, about 10 people on here so far, and uh, yeah. so 2016, the John Carpenter show, there it is, J Plus, yeah. we saw you there, man, we. We just wanted to cuddle all night and just. Uh oh, you know. Peter's driving and texting. Peter, that's bad. Peter, please pull over or or park somewhere, man. Don't do that. Or don't type. Just listen. <laughs> yeah, just just yeah. I know it's hard for you, but <laughs> you know you have a you have a fine voice, but do we rather have you alive and you know? Yes. Anyway, thank you, Mikey Moats. Appreciate it, brother. Anyway, uh, tonight's um, Pete. No. <laughs> Tell him, tell him, Jerry, tell him. Yeah, slow. So tonight, off. our devising talking point is uh, that we're going to, it's not a throwdown so much, and I don't want to be controversial or, you know, in your face about it. Um, one of the best nights of our lives as well, Jay Plus. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, that was so much but fun. Just a little secret, Mike. Yes. This is John Carpenter's best film. Well, we're going to find out, Maddie, and we're going to hear from everyone else too, right? <laughs> so. Uh, lots to talk about. I think we should. Uh, hey, Nick. I think we should just jump right in, man. I don't yeah, know. let's do uh, it, man. Let's do it. You made a you made a nice list of things to. Uh, I did. Going. So let's let's. Start. I made a list of points. Here's the thing. If you've already listened to our John Carpenter episode, which is episode seven, I believe. I think so. Right you right kind of right. know where we fall on this, in a way. At least back yeah. in 2015, whenever we recorded the right. episode. Um. So anyway, we're gonna go. The first uh, talking point here is the cast and the actors in this movie. I really am going to throw down right now and say, out of all the John Carpenter films, a maestro, cinematic legend, horror icon John Carpenter, this is the finest ensemble of actors he ever assembled in a single film. I'm going to go on record as saying that I truly believe that that is absolutely the case. Yeah, I would agree with you there. It's it's like such an ensemble, and it's like every character is so three dimensional. You know what I mean? Yes, it's amazing and necessary. Like there's no throwaway, really. You know, you know, you need you need everybody as much yeah. as you know. You need Nalls. You need you need all of them. They all play their part. You know, you know. You have Keith, and just look at the actors. I mean, Keith David, Wilfred Brimley, Kurt Russell, 
Hallahan, uh, who's the the the, um, the coach from Vision Quest. I love that guy. Um, yeah. Richard Mazur, um, Donald Mofat, who's Gary, uh, Thomas Waits, who's Windows. I mean, just from top to bottom. Yeah, it has Kurt, right? And Kurt's like the mighty man. Yeah. Um, but look at look at who who he had supporting him, man. He he wasn't gonna fall very far um, because he just had such you know support bolstering his performance up. It was just an amazing cast surrounding him. Yeah, absolutely. And playing off of him. Yeah, the depth, the depth, the depth is, is incredible, Jerry, definitely. Um, but, Matt, let me ask you, if you had to – I know you, you're talking about the overall cast as far as – I am. But if, if you would – like, I, I also looked at it as Kurt Russell. Do you think he's the best um, cast uh, character in a John Carpenter film individually? I'm just curious what your From thoughts From movie to movie? Well, out of all the Carpenter films, would you say that uh, McCready is the best – uh, character in a John Carpenter film. Well, I think we could have a real argument about that because I think a lot of people are Jack Burton fans out there and mm -hmm. they like the zany, crazy Kurt Russell, which I think is he's absolutely equally brilliant. Right. Um, I think dramatically this is his best performance. I know people like they like Snake. They like Snake too. They like Snake Plissken. Yeah. In yeah. Escape from New York, you know, in L.A. But I'm I'm gonna double down and say that dramatically this is Kurt's finest hour. Like he's just. I mean, from the little ice, you know, things that are tickling his beard. And it's, yeah. it's just phenomenally, he's just in character the whole time. And, um, I, and I just think he's brilliant in this movie. I don't, I, don't, I don't see any other performance that he doesn't have as much as I love the, the, you know, the manic nature and the zany, you know, caricature, basically, that is um, Jack Burton. And I love Snake Plissken. Um, yeah. You know, I, just, I just see a little more John Wayne in those performances. I just see Kurt Russell going to town right. and yeah. just being a great dramatic actor in this movie. And that's all I see. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Yeah, very, and the Jerry said, I mean, it is natural. It's grounded as can be. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll get to Kurt in a minute. Uh, yeah. We're going to come back to his. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't want to be stranded in, in, in remote Antarctica or Alaska, wherever these guys are. I think Alaska, right? Or I wouldn't yeah. want to be stranded with another group of guys uh, rather than these guys. I mean, these guys are just amazing. And just the tension they create. You know, think yeah. about it. This movie is a talking head movie, you know, when it's not this wonderfully special effects extravaganza. And these, and these great set pieces that there's so many in this film. Right, this right. is a talking heads movie. It has to work with these actors relating to each other and talking to each other. And that's, that's the testament to this film and the, the staying power of it. Yeah. Is that it does work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, jumping back, just to the, the character you jumped ahead. But I, I was going to yeah. say, uh, Jack Burton for me, I don't know. I just like Kurt Russell's portrayal of him the best out of, out of all the Kurt Russell Jack characters. Burton. Yeah, I don't know. He's just so fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that, that's your personality, man. I totally, I would totally agree with that. I mean, like I said, yeah. that that equally in the comedic beat, beat for beat, he's he's flawless in Big Trouble in China. He really is. Yeah, he's just, and a lot of from, people agreed with me as we were talking. I saw a lot of people threw out his name, so uh, yep. I know I'm not alone on that, which is good. You know? Oh, and I, I definitely, I'm the first one who dropped his name too because I know that that's one of the performances that's towering. Yeah, especially in the Carpenter, um, you know. In partnership with with Kurt Russell, it's definitely one of the yeah. most revered performances. Um, your daughter's on again. Madison, I'm at. Go to bed. Um, but not uh, so late yet. But what about? So we were talking about story a little bit. That's what you were getting into. Yeah, or... I was getting to the story. Um, so the story, you know, this is the second remake of John Campbell's "Who Goes There" story, right? Mm -hmm. From 1938. Um, obviously, the thing from another world would be the yeah. first. Um, listen, I, I hesitate and I, I i slap myself to call this a remake i can't call this a remake yeah i don't know how anybody 
uh, in the world could. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's adorable that your daughter's on here. <laughs> I so from this henceforth, I will try to. I simply cannot, and I shall not call this a remake. Just not. Yeah. It's no. So, you know, it really. It's so different. You know what I mean? It is. I mean, it definitely more closely follows Campbell's short story than, than yeah. the '51 version, but. I've always preferred, if we're going to go throw down, really, I mean, I, I prefer this to the original. Um, mm -hmm. It's not to say I don't like, I love Black and I love those old films a lot. I really do. I have a lot. Of, yeah. This is a nostalgic podcast primarily, mm -hmm. and I have an affection for those old films, but I just think this movie towers above the original 51 version. And it works as a story. The story, and you're a story guy, Mike, you know, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. It really works as a story. Um, Absolutely. You know, the claustrophobia built in. You know, it's it's crazy. Like, it's just brilliantly tense drama, and it just has these set pieces, and, and it manages not only to say, look at what we have here, but, hey, we have a story, too, you know? Yeah. If, no, if the stuff didn't work, there's still a great story here. Yeah. No, there's so many great scenes and, and so many tense moments, you know what I mean? It just really adds up. But where do you put this in all the other Carpenter films, Matt? Would you, you know, like, what story-wise, which... Would you say that this is his best story as far as comparing, you know, holding up with the other Carpenter films? Well, if we're talking personal taste, mm -hmm. um, and I know how much, you know, the fog kind of got patched together a little bit and how he had struggled with that story yeah. to break that story, essentially. I, you know, I always, you know, that's that, the, that ghost story and the simplicity of that is more my jam, I guess. Right. But I think this story holds up remarkably against any other thing he did i mean halloween obviously in its simplicity is, is a wonderful yeah story as well and and you know it's interesting because you look at halloween right and you look at this film well we'll get there i was gonna say i was gonna go to the endings and how they're both kind of you know these uh, these abstract kind of open things and how halloween was completely embraced and this one wasn't yeah uh, which i think is very very interesting yeah hey sean in, in its own right angry johnny what's going on that's Sean Mahon. Remember? Him? Oh, is it? Okay. Um, but Matt, just, just jumping back to the story, you know, I I definitely those are some good remakes, J Plus. Those are some really good remakes. This is not a remake, though. No, no. Go ahead. Um, one story. thing I think story-wise, I think Carpenter is on top of his game just for the political aspect of it, and and just where he went with it was They Live. That's another film that a lot of people don't think of story-wise, but. Uh, that one they, drowns a little bit. I think that one drowns for some people in the in the political, uh, right? Political bent. I, I mean, I love that one too. Don't get me wrong. No, I just think story wise, that film just really stands out and leaves. Please, you know what I mean? Yeah, which is incredible. And then obviously Halloween. I think you can't you can't beat the story of Michael Myers. You know, you can't. that one night on Halloween. But like, I, I mean, I'm telling you, Mike, the thing story wise is right up there, though. I mean, no, I really, okay, yeah, I got you, I got you. Uh, but like I said, I prefer, like I said, I prefer the simple ghost story of the fog. You know, yeah. Um, you know, to me, that's that's my jam. You know, I love mm -hmm. that simplicity and Halloween, and you know. So yeah. this, the, I'm going to go. I mean, special effects, Mike. I don't. I don't know if there's questions about this, but I no. don't see any other John Carpenter film Nothing. even coming remotely no, close. Nowhere close, Maddie. Nowhere close. Now I don't know if, if any people. You know, definitely people weigh in on this. Uh, we have 13 folks out there. Please weigh in. But yeah. the special effects. I know there's other films that John Carpenter made that have great special effects. There are indeed, but these. No, hands down, dude. Uh, Right. Talk about practical effects. This is the film that anybody anybody that's interested in special effects would go to this film to see how they did practical effects because yeah. what they accomplished in this movie is unbelievable. I honestly think it was so much so soon for Rob Bottin. I, I almost think 
he just worked more infrequently almost because he just couldn't top this. Like, where are yeah. you going to go from here? Right, right. Where do you go from here? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, you can't beat it. You can't beat it at all. Um, just unbelievable practical effects. They are perfect in every way. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people are agreeing with us about this. To one. me, and to me, man, I saw it way too young. This this is a movie like The Shining where you see it too young. It just it stains your soul, man. It oh, really does. Oh my gosh. And when I saw that operation scene, when Norris's arms go in there, even after I saw how they did it, and I saw Rob Boutine talking about the fake prosthetic end of the arms, and I stayed in it, and they and they got a real, you know person with missing arms like to do yes. that role right oh, cool. it doesn't matter it still yeah. messes me up so badly because i go back to that point when i was eight or nine and i was it's probably like the same night i think they, I, honestly i we talked i talked about extra recently and how the guy births alive yes. yeah the woman births a whole man like a lot mm -hmm. how that messed me up i think the double feature was like this and extra on the same night on whd back in, in like 1983 or whatever so you were hit with just mass practical effects yeah man <laughs> That's awesome. Peter, what Texas Chainsaw did to your set. Yeah, what Texas Chainsaw yeah. messed me up really good. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, I yeah. agree. No Carpenter film can touch it as far as special effects. Uh, how, so you agree? I think we have some agreement here. No, I, I think so, too. Not only that, Mike, they've aged really well. Yeah. No, Even with the Blu-ray and the clarity and the 2K oh and the 4K. God. It looks amazing. Yeah, you think Blu-ray, you'd see a little too much. Right. But I've watched it, and it looks unbelievable. Hands, It's just unbelievable. It's crazy. If CGI is used properly, there could be a fact. Yeah, again, that blended thing, I do like the, the way they blend some things. There are very, there's, there's artistry to that, and I think it can be done. I think but, CGI is great when it's a touching up. When it's, all, when it's augmenting, when it's going along, when it's, when it's, it's right, when it's touching up, or it's just, it's Cleaning not the main, the main, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. When they completely rely on it, that's when I get so lost in a movie, and I'm like, I, I hate this. You know J Plus mean? says it's lazy. Well, in some, in some respects, I think it is. Yeah, but like I said, if they use it subtly, just to right. like touch up, clean up some of the practical effects, then I'm okay with it. You know Peter, I mean? you're typing like a madman. I hope you pulled over, dude. Yeah, Peter, you better be home, dude. I'm gonna be yelling at you. <laughs> Call the cops. You better be pulled over to the side of the road or something, the parking lot. And then, but I'll then call the police. What are you doing, sir? Guy. I'm on a live Instagram chat. I had to be on. Yeah, no, I agree, Sean. I agree with you. When the focus is on CGI, CGI, it's it's totally lack story. You know, it's so it's crazy. Our next talking point was, yeah, they killed the dog. Um, <laughs> performance? I missed that. Somebody said something about 10 out of 10. Yeah, well, I have Kurt Russell's performance, and I, how grounded and real a performance it is. I Honestly, the only other performance that it kind of reminds me of a little bit that of Kurt Russell's, that another one that I kind of hold up. You ever see Breakdown? No. The movie where he uh, the car breaks down in the middle of that desert road, and he's with his wife. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, my God, man. Yes. That movie is something else, dude. Yeah. And his performance in that is very grounded and real um, in a way that it kind of reminded me a little bit of this film. Right. Um, like, so I kind of hold it up, that, sim that similar really world, real world groundedness kind of vibe with, with Breakdowns. I think Breakdowns were a really, really great film. Yeah. Um, not quite question. horror, but damn, it's freaking, to me, it's a horrific situation. Blaze uh, is referencing in the mouth of Manus, which I introduced him to. We watched it for the first time, like last. As far week. as what referencing, as far as I what? think he's talking about uh, performance. You know, maybe just performance-wise, Sam Neill, I guess. You know, Sam Blaze. Neill. Yeah, he's yeah, and he's and he straddles a really difficult line there because he has to be like manic and crazy, and yeah, I mean that's a towering performance by Sam mm -hmm. Neill. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah breakdown. Oh, I got to check breakdown. Yeah, you do. You have to check that movie out. If you haven't seen it. It's very close to horror. It's, it's extremely, extremely effective movie. It's very suspenseful. Like a Hitchcockian movie, basically. So if you haven't seen that in a while, I'm like, go back and watch that. No, I, yeah, I haven't seen it. I think I saw that in theaters, actually. That's oh, I my God. I, 
I love it to death. It's, I think it was 97. I'm not sure what the year was. Yeah. But it was a late 90s film. Um, um, I would go Kurt Russell in uh, Escape from New York, honestly. That's better for me. I, oh, I really? Than this? Yeah, performance-wise. Okay. I don't know. I just really love his character in that film. And There's a know, little bit too much. A little bit too much. Too much. But, like a little too much. <laughs> I, and it's, listen, I love Snake Plissken. I think yeah. he knocked it out of the park. Right. But I just can't. Like when I can sit there and watch a movie and say, yeah, you know, it takes you out just the tiniest little bit when you can say, oh, that's a little bit John Wayne. Yeah. That's a little bit um, Clint. And I think he's freaking, you know, the Duke of New York. You know, it's great. He's fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. it's Kurt Russell, man. He stands on his own merits. He's not aping anything. He's not trying to channel any, <laughs> anybody. He's just Kurt being a great dramatic actor. All right, Peter. What is your Peter, what are you apologizing for? No, because I said... Kurt and Death Proof is, as you know, I... I freaking love Kurt and Death oh, Row. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably with Breakdown and the thing, my, definitely my three favorite characters right there. And honestly, you throw Miracle in there when he's the co hockey coach of the USA team and eight, that yeah, was we're talking freaking Carpenter. phenomenal. We're, we're talking, talking Carpenter. What we're is your Kurt Russell. We're talking Kurt Russell. Yes, what is your... Uh, Overboard? I mean, come on. What are we talking about? <laughs> what does your mug say, Matt? Someone asked. Uh, my mug says Mammoth University, which is uh, in Long West Long Branch, New Jersey. Where Matt and I both went to, right? Mm -hmm. Did my teaching um, master's degree? Yeah, we both we both did. Yeah, the same we both did. Yeah, We're almost at the same time. Concurrent. Almost. We yeah, we kind of crossed over, right? We did. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So uh, let's go. Uh, let's jump here. Um, let's. We're gonna jump to the music. Yes. The music is. I grew up honestly thinking <laughs> that this was John Carpenter's music. Mm. I really did. I grew up as a young kid thinking, well, well sounds it like, has to be. Right. Sounds like really he he, he hired Ennio Marconi, and it's like. Ennio Marconi basically sounds like John Carpenter, or right. obviously it's cyclical because yeah. John Carpenter sounds like Ennio Marconi, whatever. Well, yeah. It's just a very blurry, blurry line. But I grew up not even knowing, first of all, who Ennio Marconi was until mm -hmm. obviously then I found out who he was when yep. I watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and so, so forth. But um, it's very reminiscent of Halloween 3. That's interesting. Well, yeah, a little bit. I could see that with some of the some of the elements there for sure. But I just thought, wow, if you're going to hide... I mean, here's the thing. I think, honestly, it's a big budget movie. I think kind of... I honestly don't know if Carpenter was invited to do the score or if he's just... His his task was just too mammoth in front of him, I think, and he just, mm -hmm. that just was just something off his plate, basically, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. it's just a studio movie, Ennio Marconi being a legend. Right. Why not, right? Yeah. Anyway... Good fit. Um, and obviously, some of the discarded score from this was used in The Hateful Eight. I don't know if you realize that. Mike. Yes. No, I remember hearing that, which is yeah. interesting. And I, I think um, – Yeah, the score yeah, is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Tarantino stole a lot of shots from this movie. Oh, he it? absolutely did. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. In a hot minute, we'll, we'll get to all that influence stuff because absolutely. that's definitely one of the bigger things. Um, but, Matt, on a whole of all the Carpenter films – What do you got? What do you – how does – The how music? Would you no. No, it's no. not my favorite. No. All right, so what would your favorite be? The Fog is my favorite John Carpenter score. Mm -hmm. the, fog go, definitely, the Fog does it for me, for sure. I would go Christine for me. And Christine is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I, Christine, so. I, remember, I remember being in, in that show in, with J+, J Plus, man. We were hanging out there, and they played it out. Like, man, remember, man, they had that stuff projected on the back, and they played yeah. Christine. They played The Fog. Obviously, they did Halloween. They did Big Trouble in Little China, for God's sakes. Yeah. They did, they did the thing. Remember, they did um, it, They did. They Live. Yeah, hindsight horror agrees that she loves Christine. Yeah, yep. Christine's a great score. Mm. Um, and J, J Plus, Plus thinks it's his favorite. Listen, The Fog, I prefer that beautiful piano melody when it comes in, man. I just melt. I just think it's beautiful. When a title yep. card comes up and that, that piano plays, it's just it just kills me. Yeah, John is a rock star. He's he is. Rock star. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But you got a lot of love here, Mike. Christine's score. Christine's score is is flawless. It it's really the is. greatest. It really is. It's so good. <laughs> More oh. people joining. Hey, what's going on? I'll never forget it either, buddy. I'll never forget it either. Yeah, that was such a fun night. I'm so cool. so no. So I'm I'm saying I love the music in this film, but definitely not my favorite score. So um, Fog is your favorite. What would Fog you is my favorite. What Christine, would your second favorite be? Christine. Christine's probably two or three for sure. And then Halloween's in there. Got it. Hall- right? I mean, Halloween just it just haunts me forever because it's one of the first ones I heard. Yeah. Um, and it's just so far reaching. It's just it's it's part of the zeitgeist of everything. I mean, you could play it in an elevator, people would know where it came from. Right. Right. You exactly. Know? Alone the dark. Blake. <laughs> well, that theme. Oh, he's saying our theme. Alone the dark podcast theme. Yes. The original. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, no. no, we love it, man. That's no. the original. Kick ass, too. That was mostly Matt. Came up with that beautiful theme. Dude, we whipped that thing. Let me tell you. I put that on my grandmother's a tape. My dad's a table at my dad's house. We laid yeah. it on the kitchen table, a little MIDI keyboard. Yep. And we just went to town, and I just. Yeah. Kind of, you know, there it was. The theme came out. And uh, yeah. we recorded yeah. it quickly. Yeah. Did a couple it, takes. How long did we have it before Teal redid it for us? It was about a year. 29 episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 29 episodes. Yeah, it was more than a year then. Thank you very much. Mick, Mikey Moat says your theme is so good. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, Teal, Teal really just took it to that next level, man. No, he made it awesome. Really, I love, really I love great. the extended version. That Teal we, does kick ass, man, for sure. Yeah, the extended version that we play at the end of our podcast. We really need to get that out there. Would anybody be interested in downloading that if we could get yes. that to people? We'll get the extended version, like the two, three-minute version? Yeah, yeah, just the full version. I wonder if people could uh, – because that Yeah, fun. let us – got to put that on our page and our story and let us and people let people know. Yeah, I'm trying to think how we can get it to people. You know what I mean? The bass and your new theme is bumping. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Hindsight horse. I love to hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have it's to figure out. that bass. You know what I could do is I could just put it on um, – I could put yes, it on – Yes, Snake. I do remember Snake. I remember emailing you about – I remember him emailing us about that too. We have to get on that. Yeah, I'll I'll figure. Out. I could put it on like um, what you call SoundCloud, and everybody could download it from there. Okay. Yes, Does totally. Work for everybody, great. does that work? I'm sure it'll work for everybody. Yeah, and Mike's the tech guy here, so I'll put it on SoundCloud. Give it to us. <laughs> yeah, now that'll be great. All I right, just... Mike. So let's jump here. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's jump to the ending. Yes. Um, listen, is McCready or Childs the thing? Honestly, I say, who cares? Right. Honestly, I do. Um. The perfect ending to this movie is what we got, right? Yeah. We don't need to know. You know, I thought it was a brilliant artistic choice to have them sitting mm-hmm. out there and they're both looking at each other and like, okay, passing the bottle. Yeah. And you know what? It didn't help the box office to have this downer, ambiguous ending. But right. I, I don't care. It, it's perfect. Now, I'm sure if you told John Carpenter that you don't care and he lost all the money for Universal, I'm mm-hmm. sure he did care at some point. But I'm sure now he knows. And I'm sure he knew back then. He was confident. Yeah. He made the right choice. Right, right. Um, so I don't care. I really don't. I don't speculate. Sitting here, go, yeah. Well, you can see that you know there's certain cues now because people are always talking about the ending now on all these on all these different things. Yeah. How Childs is the is the is the thing, and oh no, because he does this and he does certain things with his. You know, you can see the. Listen, I. It's perfect. I don't need to know. Like I don't I th- need that resolution. I don't need that. Clue. Yeah, I don't. I, th- I think out of all the open-ending ending kind of movies, this is my favorite. You know what I mean? It's me one too. that doesn't bother me. That I didn't walk away like, damn it. You know. What and I mean? you like, love closure, dude. 
I do. I, I know do. you totally do. Yeah, and this one's so beautiful. Bother me. It's like the way it just I couldn't see it any other way, right? Starman is better than ET, man. I I, don't, I listen. What? Jay I love Plus. I love Starman, dude. I know oh. it's a Carpenter movie, but I'm going Spielberg oh. and ET on this one. J oh, Plus, so I love Spielberg. you, brother. And I love Starman. I have oh the collection edition on Blu-ray. So Spielberg, dude. I could never, ever, ever agree with you on that, J Plus. I love you, but no way, man. <laughs> I, I gotta go with ET on that one too. Yeah. Totally. But I but listen. Have you watched Starman in a while, Mike? You gotta go back and watch no, it. No, I haven't it's seen it. It's a really great while. movie. Yeah. And actually, Scream Factory just released uh, last year uh, yeah. a, a collector's edition, which I did buy. It's great. Right, right. Mm -hmm. JC blames ET, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I think people blame. I think a lot of people blame um, ET, but yeah. listen, so we're going to get to a lot of this stuff that's coming up. And well, I'm glad you guys are all bringing this stuff up because it's definitely going to cycle back around when we talk about this. Yes. Um, so the ending, again, I'm fine with it. What do you think as far as endings of the movies? Where does this fall in the Carpenter or, or here? Of other movies? Um, well, Starman well, is mint. Don't get us wrong here. Starman is mint. It's just not better than E.T., that's all. Right. No, yeah, that's that's what we're saying. Um, you know, obviously Halloween, the way Halloween ends, I love that's another open ending. ending. Again, like I said before, that yeah. succeeded on so many levels, and it absolutely is an open-ended right. ending, it's, and, and everybody embraced it. Yeah, and here you are, four years a scant four years later, and they're shit on him for it. Yeah, well, if you think about it, uh, Lisa the Pat, mist. Welcome. Frank Darabont had a pair of balls oh, on God. him, didn't he? Oof. Mike, Blaze, listen, don't talk about the mist, okay? Mike cannot deal with the twist. He didn't buy what happened yeah. in the car. Mm -mm. He won't do it. I thought it was brilliant. I could not believe it. Do you know how many but, times Mikey has asked me to watch that movie? And I'm like, there's no way, Mikey. I'm like, don't. But here's the thing. He's not a he's not a father, so I really don't. I mean, I think you could see it through his eyes. Well, he, know, he knows what happens because he, like, saw it on YouTube or something like that. But he knows. Lacey, Pat, you're never late. Never too late. We're here. We're here for a little while. For We're you. here for you. We're here for you. We're here for you. Um, but we were talking about endings, Matt. If you think about it, uh, they live sort of has a, uh, an open They all do, man. And think about uh, it. The set that's that she's riding them, right? Escape from New York. Yeah. Dude, look I, at the fog. Yeah. Yeah. They all the kind of do. I just realized it. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy, you know? It's oh, funny. man. They're all talking about lame shock value J plus. They're all talking about a descending. I didn't think it was lame shock value. I thought it was just Darabont saying, you know what? We can't end it. I mean, you know how King's story ends with, you know, he's he's driving down the 95, and it's like I'm seeing Hartford and hope, like and hope, like he's thinking of all these H words, like this alliterative phrase. Yeah. But it's all about hope. Like there's right. hope at the end. Yeah, yeah. There's no hope at the end of Frank Darabont's movie. No, there's none, oh, none at all. There's none. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, but Carpenter's endings, Peter's. I mean, Carpenter's endings are masterful. Uh, I think he really always pays hard. very close attention to the endings. Mm -hmm. But this ending has to rank right up there, I think, with any of his other films. With, no, with Halloween. Yeah. I mean, I really do. I, I, I would hold it that high regard. No, I, I mean, even, even look at Big Trouble, man. They got the things on the back of the, uh, the, the Pork Chop Express, you know? Yeah, that's it's, true. hitching a ride on the back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, even uh, Christine is that little hint of the, uh, Christine, of the metal moving. Da -na -na -na. <laughs> yeah, bad to the bone. Like, you know, the stereo comes on or whatever, right? The radio yeah. comes on. So Prince of Darkness is freaking brutal ending. What what's that, the that end? is the I ending is the, is the video. You see that video? Remember the thing that's interspersed in the movie? It's like that yeah. quick zolly up, dolly yeah. up through the gate. Yes. Into the doorway you never see. At the end, you see that dark like figure in the doorway. Oh, right. It's so haunting. It really is. It's great. Peter um, likes the endings. 
Well, then Peter really likes this film a lot, and so do we. I mean, listen, mm -hmm. we're talking about the fact that it's right. It's the best movie. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Prince of Darkness is very underrated. I adore Prince of Darkness. Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. And if you go back to Episode Seven, I rank it pretty high in my uh, in my Carpenter films. Um, Quantum physics better than Endgame. What? Evil endings are the best. Yeah, Jerry. Well, here's the thing. I mean, the ending is is not even the bleakest part of this movie for me. Mm -mm. Uh, I love the ending. Anyway, um, moving on here. We're gonna get back Civic yeah. TV joint. What's going on? So we're gonna go to the direction. Um, yeah. I don't know. Carpenter to me doesn't make one single misstep in this whole entire movie. The casting is flawless. The way he works with his actors, it's confident. It's assured. I mean, think about. The, first of all, the series of films he's done to this point, you know, he's done Precinct 13, he's done Halloween, he's on The Fog, he did Escape from New York, and here we are, The Thing. I mean, yeah. and he's just better than ever on this movie. I just think he got better and better and better. And the direction on this, I just think he's so far at the top of his game. Yeah. Um, I here. Would... I mean, making a studio film, they gave him 15, 17 million dollars, whatever it was, to make this movie. And I, I just think he's at the tippy top of this game here. No, it's unbelievable what he did with that, just this enclosed space story with these three-dimensional characters like we talked yeah. about before. Um, so many great moments. But just to handle all that and to – Handle it. And that, and to handle, the, to handle all the studio pressure. And, and granted, it was it flopped, and I, get, I grant you that. Mm -hmm. But when you think of – you know, when you think of here, here I am, this little indie director, right? I'm making yeah. all these little films. This is him saying, whipping his dick out and saying, I can I can make films with the best of anybody right. in any situation. I can make these movies. Yeah. Not only can I make them, look at this friggin' thing that I can make. Yeah. And, and okay. balance all these personalities and these amazing actors and make it such a cohesive unit and just make a film that's just knocked out of the park. I I, right. I honestly just think this is definitely probably his best directed movie in in his whole canon. Granted, I I think, you know, I think in the mouth of madness has has its points to I think that's such a well-directed movie as well yeah. Halloween obviously is flawless mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how much I think I think honestly who he worked with too if you look at Dean Cundy I think he has a lot to do with that I think Deborah Hill has a lot to do with that with that with the early, yeah. in the early days I really do the, the synergy and the way those people work together you know I think that has a lot to do with how assured he was as a director Tommy Lee Wallace always being production design and mm -hmm. it, that crew of people were just so talented and like I said, it all came together, I think, in a beautiful, you know, creative, you know, endeavor. Absolutely. But what would JC do? What would John Carpenter do? <laughs> I love it. That's a great, that's a great little, that's a, that's a great story title. Somebody could write a story about that. Yeah. What would John Carpenter do? A young filmmaker trying to make his first movie. Speaking of, real, before I forget, Maddie, yes. when I was doing research for this, on if you go on IMDb and you look up John Carpenter on his page, on the, um, you know, on the uh, the Carpenter's IMDb page, right. there's a video on there that IMDb produced, and it's called "What Is Carpenter Esque?" And it's oh really yes, cool. yes, saw it. it. Oh, you did see it. It's yep. great. It's only like four minutes long. Fantastic. Fantastic, but it's awesome. Everyone, check it out. If you go on IMDb after this or tomorrow, or whatever, watch this video. It's really, really well done, and it's yeah. kind of cool. But they they talk about a lot of stuff, and they're going to talk. Uh, they talk about. Um, Sort of the Tarantino connection and that kind of stuff. They do, they do. I got, yeah. Hold on, Mike. I want to grab something. Yeah, go for it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, if you guys, if you guys make a note to uh, check out that IMDb video, it's pretty cool. 
you just have to search John Carpenter and uh, yeah, and it's right there on the front page. But um, listen, I got this I got this book in Salem several years back, and it's called The Prince of Darkness. Got about that book, and it's John Carpenter, The Prince of Darkness, exclusive interview with the director, and it goes through pretty much all of his movies up to. Uh, Ghosts of Mars. Oh, it goes all the way Because this came out in the early 2000s. This came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. So Ghost of Mars was the final film he had done up to this point. The next thing he did was the yeah. uh, Cigarette Burns, I guess, would have been the next thing he did after this. This is a beautiful book. It's by um, by Gillis Bollinger. It's a mm-hmm. great, 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 great That's book. Cool. Um, it's fantastic. It has interviews, and they ask him questions, and it's just there's pictures in here. It's just it's a gorgeous, gorgeous song. Uh, yeah, you know, little thing to, to for Carpenter complete his. <laughs> Blaze said, "Which one is the thing, Mike or Matt?" And Peter said, "Mike for sure." Mike's the thing. Uh, Pyramid Bookstore. Oh my god! Oh, yes, that's Pyramid Books, man. My favorite. Goes three times in the theater. Wow, good. You're a brave person, man. Goes to Ghost of Mars three times in the movie theater. <laughs> oh man, we got to do the blood test, Maddie, before this the blood is... test. Okay, so. Best scene. That's where that's great yeah. segue. Great segue. Because my favorite scene in the film is, and I've talked about this many times on the podcast, is the blood test scene. It's mine too. It's my favorite scene. Oh, it's so great. I, I think the operation scene is the biggest spectacle and it's the freaking freakiest and yeah. scariest and un, most unbelievable accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But that blood test scene, the way it's edited, yeah, the way it's put together, the way it's shot, the way the actors talk to each other and react to each other, it's just absolutely freaking perfect yeah it is it's a perfect piece of filmmaking it's got so it's so great it's so suspenseful it's like hitchcock would be going like this if he was alive he would have yeah. been clapping oh yeah absolutely yeah d says yeah his favorite uh um, i mean we talked about the it, fact that the fact that he completely that whole the whole scat seems ripped it so bad right i mean oh, williamson Blaise. definitely uh blaze got to see the things haunted uh house at Hor- haunted Halloween. Oh, oh, blaze don't oh. brag on here man come on <laughs> So, so said that. Listen, the dog scene is so disturbing. It is. Yeah. There's so many disturbing scenes in this movie, but the blood test scene is my favorite. No, it's great suspense, and I love how they kind of like the, the homage in, in the faculty man. Oh, yeah. it is. It is good. Kevin Williamson, like I said, he ripped it for sure. Yeah, he totally. No doubt. But listen, if you're gonna rip from something, rip from the best. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The stomach mouth was terrifying. I said that that's my. That's the skit to me was the scariest because when I saw it and I'm haunted forever by that stomach operation scene and, yeah. and Norris's Norris's you know stomach opening but the blood test scene is my favorite scene just the, just the execution it's just I've never seen a series of images put together so flawlessly constructed it's just perfect nothing like holds up to that okay so now let's jump to other carpenter films what would be what would be another favorite scene of yours out of all of the carpenters wow that's tough I'll, I'll tell you mine while you're thinking. Yeah, go. Christine, the show me scene. Like when show me's fan, another fantastic. Oh my God, dude. I just love that. Just that wide shot of him when he, it's he's beautiful. And the lights come on and you see a silhouette. That floating camera. It's just so oh, gorgeous. She just comes back, you know, like, that's a great oh, pick. So great. Mike, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm completely on board with you on that. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's, that's, a, that's, that's definitely the highlight of that. That's of just that. A legendary carpenter kind of imagery. You know? It really is, man. It really is. Um, Oh, hindsight was going to say the same thing. That's awesome. I was going to say the pristine scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Can you I think mean, of anything else, Matt? I just like so many scenes. I mean, the whole listen to that set piece um, with with um, with 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 Stevie um, in mm-hmm. in the fog at the end on the lighthouse. I just think that's on the roof. I think that's a great yeah. 
that's a fantastic um, set piece. I yeah. really, really enjoyed that scene a lot too. Mm -hmm. um, with the oh. things closing in. Buddy, when Buddy gets it, J Plus is saying that's that's a great one from Christine as well. Buddy, Buddy, Buddy Repperton when he gets run yeah. over. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fire and everything. Oh, it's great. Dude. Yes, so cool. The Moochie part is amazing too when he's squeezing oh. through that. Oh, Christine, I'll tell you. Again, you failed. I'm going to give you a Stephen King project because remember he didn't get fire fire started for some reason. He didn't. Yes. I don't know if he if he passed on it or if he didn't mm. if he didn't get it. Yeah, I'm not sure. But um, I mean. He got. He did this instead, and again showed like, "Hey, I can do whatever you want me to do." Yeah, you know. <laughs> I got cut off too. Damn it. Uh, so best scene. I mean, so this scene, that scene for me, the blood test scene. Honestly, in his whole canon of films, I think that to me could be the best scene he's ever shot. And yeah, my favorite scene. Um, singly, you know, singularly. Um, so anyway, let's go to poster and yeah. tagline. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, at the, at the top of most of the posters, it said the, the ultimate in alien terror, but that freaking tagline, man is the warmest place to hide. That yep. is just freaking unbelievably good. Wait, where is that on the poster? It's, it, it's on some of the subsequent, it's, it's like the, ta the tagline they ended. It, it says the ultimate in alien terror, as we've seen most of them. That's the one that I, but then you have the, not even a later or, or what's on it's not a fan made or anything. It, Man is the warmest place to hide, dude. Well, that's good, but the the other one is crappy. That's oh, it's crap. Yeah, which is why crappy. when they came up with "man is the is the old, is the warmest place," to hide, I just think that how much better of a tagline can you get than that? No, that's that's awesome. That's yeah. like the, almost like the whole plot line of the fact. Oh, it's genius without yeah. and and the the poster. My God, it doesn't give so much away. It's the, you know it's a bit obtuse possibly, but mm -hmm. it just sells the whole film without being too overt. It has that big light spilling out of the. You know, the face of the, right. the person in the snow. I just think it's great. I think it's a fantastic poster. No, yeah. No, that's awesome. No, the poster's great, but like I said, I just the tagline. What about other posters? Let's talk about other Carpenter films. Uh, I love the, I love the Fogs poster a lot. Yeah, I know you would love that. I mean, Halloween's poster is pretty damn awesome. Well, yeah, you can't beat that. And that I mean, Big, big Trouble that. has a fun poster. Oh, yeah, that one's super fun. Yeah. And Ma Mouth of Madness. I mean, listen, it's so hard to pick with this because, like, you know, they live – has as a neat thing, but I don't know. Does that give too much away? Because because as the sunglasses and the reflection of, right, the thing that yeah. you're seeing in it is not the the poster of they live. Yeah, well, that's the one that says. Um, no, I did not play the thing video game on PS2. Did you play it? Uh, I I don't think I ever did. No, because I didn't have a PS2. And I'm not a gamer, so I, I miss out on a lot of yeah. this. But the tagline for they live, dude, is brilliant. Do you remember it? It's long, but it's really good. Which one? Uh, for uh, for they live the tagline, it says uh, you see them on the street, you watch yes. on TV, you might even vote for one this fall. You think they're people just like you. You're wrong, dead wrong. <laughs> I thought that was such a good tagline. That <laughs> is that, that's fun, man. I mean, yeah. that's fun uh, so, for sure. Yeah, that's probably my favorite tagline as besides Halloween. You know what I mean? The night he came home, obviously. That's the night he came home. That's like untouchable. It's so simple. Titanic. It's huge. It's you can't get better than that. You know. And it's so concise. Like, how can you write? Like again, like the, the the genius of a good tagline is that it's tight. Yes. And that says what you need it to say, right? Right. Yeah. And certainly, man is the warmest place to hide. It says everything it needs to say. Oh, totally. What are you messing with your filters now? Yeah, I was just as you're talking. There's a cool. I think there's like a cool VHS one. Hey, Julie Meow, what is going on? Awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Ooh, black and white. That's cool. Oh, Mike's got the little VCR effect on there. 
Uh, anyway, so but not now, just me. I'm just gonna be here like this. Oh, I love this one. This one's cool. Oh, Shape Revenge, you gotta go, man. Jerry, oh, take care, brother. We'll see you next right, time. We will we'll be here. Time. We'll be back. Trust me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we're on to the last <laughs> two talking points here, Mike. Yes. Okay. Final two. Mm -hmm. uh, the rewatchability factor. Okay. This is a big one for me. This is where this movie, for me, falls just a little bit short. Because mm -hmm. I can't watch this movie and consume it all the time like I can a lot of other carpenters. No. No, I can watch I, The Fog seven, eight, nine times a year. Halloween. I've watched Halloween, digested it so many times. I've watched Big Trouble probably once a week, really how fun it is. Christine every September, right? Christine always, yes. Yeah. I can't watch this over and over again. Only, and simple reason. We've, we've stated its brilliance in so many different ways, but it's just too bleak for me, like after yeah. a while. It, it has such, you get sucked in this universe, and it's an amazing place to visit. But I don't want to be in this place for a long period of time because it's it, it's suffocating, man. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I have, you know, you know, I have that fear of closed in spite. It's like claustrophobia. It like sends my claustrophobia into overtime when I'm in this yeah. place, you know, and that cabin fever feeling, you know, it just feel like you're right in the movie with these characters. Definitely. Um, <laughs> big trouble, the best film ever made. <laughs> J plus wears his heart on his sleeve, man. God bless. He does, man. I love it, dude. I love so it. So for me, this is where this movie falls just a bit short. And again, this is just for me. I know there's people that probably watch this movie all the time and again right. and again. I just this is just a world I can visit once in a while, mm -hmm. but not as often as nearly as often as the fog and Halloween and Big Trouble. No, and, no. it's you know. for me. It's like every couple of years I'll kind of come back to it, but it's not a rewatchable film for me either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for what you said, because it's so bleak and. It just it just has this really dark sort of negative, you know. Yeah. Not, there's nothing up about this film, you know what I mean? No, not a lot. No, uh, nope. it's a brilliant film, but yeah, definitely not rewatchable for me. Also, so that's why that's why I kind of threw that point on there because I think it's interesting that it has that push pull that it's so brilliant and it's so well made and it's probably the best directed film he's ever made, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have this neat little factoid, or at least from my point of view, that. Having said all that, it's just not as a rewatchable thing. And that, think about it, as a consumer, mm -hmm. that's what you want, right? I mean, yeah. that's what you, you want something that you can watch. So maybe that's the problem that people had with it originally, is that they felt like, oh, man, this is just way too heavy and bleak. Yeah. And it is. It's all those things. It is. It is. Um, and it, maybe it was hard for them to see the genius and the artistry behind all of it, just being swallowed in this dark hole that you, you were in that movie. And I think that's part of the brilliance of it, honestly. Uh, I think really good films sometimes are hard to watch and maybe don't have that rewatchability factor. But as an entertainment piece, it, it says something. And Peter just said Texas Chainsaw one and done. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> oh, well, that you know, you know, that's my that's. I mean, I've seen it more than once, honestly. But yeah, but I'm not going back there. I can't. No, I don't want. Uh, to. And I and you listen to a couple podcast episodes, you'll find out why Matt can't go back there. Mm -hmm. um, that's good. Hindsight said that saves the thing for when he when they're snowed in. Friends, they live in the blob on one same night. That's a great two. What a two for there. They live in the blob. Wow. What, a, what a double feature that is. That's cool. Good one. Zach. Oh, Zach, man. What's up, my son? <laughs> my son. He was, dude, son, I'm glad you you, call, you, you texted me before. You DM'd me before. You told me you were going to be late. Yeah. And you were right. But here you are. You're like so a good little boy. You're here. Zach, Zach you're here and we're talking. So join us and check us out here. 
How, did any everybody see Maddie singing and the the thing I posted? How great was Maddie singing Superstition? Come on, dude, give some props for Maddie. Zach, man, thank you for your kind kind words on there and, and your encouragement. Maddie killed it, man. That was awesome. Thank you, man. I, I did what I could. You know, I had fun singing Nirvana. <laughs> they a Nirvana clip. Come on, Nirvana clip, it, dude. As all the kids say now, you slayed it. <laughs> you were destroying that that Nirvana song, dude. You're playing no. and singing and. No, it was fun, man. That was good stuff. That was a great night. That was a awesome. rare alone. The, and who knew alone in the dark podcast live? <laughs> it wasn't even podcast. podcast live. It was just no. us playing music. We should yeah. do a, a live on stage podcast. That'd be kind of fun. You know, you know why, Mike? You know why we were, we were doing Because we love ourselves better than, than you guys. So I mean, <laughs> We love ourselves better than you. <laughs> Thank you, Zach, man. I really appreciate uh, that, man. I, nice. I'm, 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 I'm not a person that takes compliments well, so I apologize for that. I do my best, but I really appreciate your kind words. Look, Nick, Nick said it too, man. I Thanks, know. Nick. Thank you. He really did. I kill. try. Let's do it live. So we're down to the final. This is the the final curtain here. But Zach, man, don't go anywhere because this is a, probably the, the 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 best talking point we have tonight. Yes. It's the influence on cinema. I think next to Halloween, I think this. I think this has the most far-reaching influence on cinema. Mm. I do. I think Halloween, just as as how much as it was copied, you really can't top that one as far as um, far-reaching influence because it's no. on it's nine billion imitators. Mm -hmm. But this one, I'm going to throw down on this one, Mikey, because I I just think there's some things that people haven't thought about, and I'm going to hopefully bring them to light and, and see if people agree with me or not. Do it. Like like we said, that. That Carpenter-esque, right? That video we were watching? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino directly points as this, as the only film. First of all, it's the only film he screened um, during rehearsals. It's only he screened for his cast. This is the That's only right. film he screened. Yep. Um, and it was his primary influence. If you look at the, the remote setting, the snow, I mean, everything is it's yep. pretty obvious if you watch the film. Um, a little longer than the thing. Um, you know, the isolation, the snowy weather, the festering cabin fever, the deteriorating mental states of various characters, it's mm -hmm. all very in line with this. And then, of course, the ultraviolence um, in both films. Also, they share a composer, Ennio Marconi, yep. who won an Oscar. Now, this is what I think is so interesting, Mike. He won an Oscar for this film for basically using some of the bits from this, the discarded bits from this movie. Yeah, from the thing. How cool is that? I mean, granted, he wrote new themes. I know he did. Yeah, for, but for still. Hateful, but but to know that he was like, eh, we're just going to take some of the stuff that I didn't use for this film. And he got nominated. It's just hilarious. I think it's a, a bit, but I, listen, I'm going, I'm saying that Halloween definitely has the most far reaching influence. But if you think about Quentin Tarantino was a god in today's cinema. And the fact that, yeah, there you go. Death proof. I mean, it, it's like Jack Burton and, and McCready. Yeah. Kind of like sandwiched, right? Mm-hmm. Because he is very, very large and zany and almost a caricature stuntman mike is like intense but then he's you know he's talking like john wayne on his bar stool and he's he's a goofball but then he does it for a reason because he hooks right. rose mcgowan and to give you know to give her a ride home and mm -hmm. so yeah halloween does it i believe that oh but yeah I, here's the throwdown i'm gonna do mike i really believe this okay um i think you know how you have um revisionist cinema which is basically people looking back at these films that that were trashed back in the day and they go no wait wait that movie's re if you rewatch it again if you look at it it's brilliant it's brilliant i think honestly i'm gonna i'm the thing is the singular it's like the watershed moment it's 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 the it's ground zero for revisionist cinema i think it literally starts with this movie i think people started 
this is the first movie they said, wait a minute. People didn't understand this at all. Go back and watch it. It's brilliant. It's a masterpiece. I really think this is the jumping off point for all of revisionist, revisionist cinema from 1982 forward. I really think this is the jumping off point. Like, you know, Halloween 3 now, which is not the same kind of caliber film as we're talking about as the thing. Right. But you know how people now love Halloween 3? Well, nobody liked Halloween 3 back in the day. Didn't have yeah. Michael Myers. Fuck that. Who yeah. cares? I know. They all right? broke off. But now it's everybody loves that movie. But I really think it starts with the thing. I really think this movie kick-started the whole revisionist cinema movement, the phenomenon that is now alive and well, where people go back and say, oh, no, that was a really good film. What are you talking about? It's a masterpiece. I really think this is the movie. Peter's, Peter's making a point. <laughs> he's doing it one letter at a time. I know. He's very passionate about Rob Bottin. I think yeah, that's what... Rob is – Rob, I told you. I, I just think Rob – completely blew his load here. I don't know. I mean, he did great work, but I really think this is, where do you go from here, Peter? Where do you go from here? Right? Yeah. I mean, he went from worm face at the end of the fog mm -hmm. uh, on top, on top of the, uh, the lighthouse there and then blasted right, right into this. Yeah. You know, the thing shouldn't be a cult. I don't think it's a cult classic at all. I just think it's a no. classic. You're a classic cinema. It really is. You know what I mean? It is. Think about it. It's, a, it's classic cinema. It, it really, the way he shot it, really is. It, it's professional and it's and it's pure. It is pure cinema. It, it really is. No, it's the kind of film that you would show in a film school. You know what I mean? It really yeah. is unbelievable storytelling. We were, talking about, we were talking about Spielberg before. You could sit. You could picture Paul Thomas Anderson and Spielberg and Quentin all sitting down, going, "Now this is how you make a movie." I mean, I can see them all yeah. completely agreeing and getting on board with that. You know, absolutely. No, 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 no doubt, man, for sure. It's amazing. So anyway, that's what I really I so you know I made my point about that. You know, you look at film like uh, I know people talk about this movie, The Void, that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. And you know, it's all practical effects, and people are already shouting back and calling back. Oh, it's the thing. It's the thing. Because it's just because a film uses practical effects doesn't mean it's the thing. Right. Right. It just means that maybe they looked at the thing and said, "Hey, that uses all practical effects, and we're going to do that too." And you know what? I applaud. The Void for using all practical effects because they're amazing and they're wonderful. I yeah. just don't happen to think the film is very wonderful. Gotcha. I think it's a big, big mess. Yeah. Um, but the guys did a great job throwing it back and, and doing practical effects. The effects are flawless. Them, they're really, really impressive. They really are. Right. It's the Void. But night. to me, it's just the, to me the story's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It just it was a mess for me. Um, but you know, listen, I'd rather people do that though than to remake the same thing over and over again. You know, I, I appreciate people that try, you know, I'm not saying I hate the movie. I'm not hating on the movie at all. Right. I just, I just don't see the comparison to the thing other than the fact that, Ooh, it has practical effects. That's about yeah. where the, that's where the comparison begins and it's where it ends. Mm hmm. Yeah, anyway. no, I agree. So uh, anyway, that's where I stand, Mike. Ultimately, um, you know, Halloween has always been our favorite. I don't see anything eclipsing that. Um, I do think this is his best directed film. I do think this is his best cast. I do think these are his best special effects. There's a lot going for the argument for the thesis that this is Carpenter's best film. There really is a lot going for it. No, it's but personally, it's, it's just not my favorite. Right. No, and I, I think agree. the rewatchability is where it hits me. And that's where you and I, you know, you and I really, the films that we love are the films that we love going back to and rewatch. Right. So Correct. that's the thing. We can appreciate this film and say, wow, there's so many great elements. Like you said, the casting, the, the direction, the, the practical effects, but it's not a film that we're excited like uh, once a month to say, hey, when you're looking on the shelf to be like, hey, I want to go back and watch right. it. Yeah, right. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not ready to go back there. I can't. I'm not ready for no, that. Yet. No, it's not. You know, it'd be a film I'd be excited to watch with somebody if they hadn't seen. Before. Oh yeah, that that's a you great know what point. I mean? For yeah. sure, that's a great point. Yeah, would, yeah. I would say, hey, that you haven't seen that. Oh, let's go. Let's sit down. You know what I mean? But yes, I love the. Yeah, um, but it's not a film that I would uh, I would just put on by myself to say, hey, I haven't seen. You know, it would have Probably to be not. a while. Yeah. But yeah, you're, that's, you're right though. Like putting it on, getting a couple of people that haven't seen it, man. I think uh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Peter's uh, telling me he got booted from Instagram. <laughs> he did for doing what? <laughs> people are lagging. So we're wrapping this thing up, Mike. Um, we're wrapping it up pretty quickly here. Um, so we're so I think we're both established that we don't that we there's a lot of points here that make this Carpenter's best film. It's just mm-hmm. not our favorite. It's just not our favorite film. No, no, it's yeah, like you said. I would never survive the thing, Blaze. Not in, a, not in a, not even close. Ooh, no. I just want. I wouldn't want to go out like Norris, though. That's all. Oh God, yeah, terrible, crazy stuff. Um, what was I gonna say? There was something I was gonna say. I had a point to make about. Uh, I lost it though. Sorry, my bad. That's all right. Way past my bedtime. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, think about the other night. I don't even know how you were awake at twelve. Oh, at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah no, at the show. I was holding in you too, man. You were, but you you haven't been up late lately either. So no, no, I'm exhausted. Exhaust. Tonight I'm like really tired too. Yeah, no, me too. But no, I was pushing through because I knew that I would. I was dying to do this. I thought this was no. Really this cool. this was super fun. Um, two things, Matt. Don't forget when we end this to do the save for twenty four hours thing. Uh, yes. That's the point. Uh, the second point is, I think for our next talking points, I think we talked about this. We're going to put up uh, something for you guys, to, for everyone else to pick, right? Didn't we talk yes. about that for the yep. next? So maybe yep. you and I will come up with three, and we'll have everybody pick the next oh. for the next mm-hmm. talk. Zach, man. Zach, man, where do you go to film school, man? Zach, man, goes, is going to film school right now. That's so badass. Where are you going, man? Long yeah. ass day at Disney. You work at Disney? No way. But where oh. do you go to film school? In Must Florida? Be- is Disneyland, it F- Disney World. Blaze went? Is it FSU? Blaze, do you know this? Zach man, man, you guys should hook up. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, if he's down in Florida. Well, yeah, but I'm curious to see where Zach man, uh, UCF. UCF. Okay. No, UCF, University of Central Florida. All right, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah, look at Blaze. Um, yeah, isn't Blaze a huge UCF fan? I thought Blaze went to FSU, but maybe not. I think maybe he did go to UCF. I don't know. Um, Go Knights. Blaze even knows the name of the team. I'm thinking Blaze is a UCF fan. I remember him being a UCF fan. Yeah. No, maybe he did go there. I, I, remember, I remember him posting either when the football team was doing really well and there was a bowl game. I think it was a bowl game, possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I worked there part-time at Hollywood Studios. How badass is that? Yeah. That's so cool, man. That's awesome. Um, he, works, oh, he works at Hollywood Studios. That's so fun, man. That's Isn't cool. that cool? That's great. Good stuff. That is awesome. Very cool. Our money's our money's well spent. Our son's making out at Hollywood Studios <laughs> in Florida. I should send uh, I should send Zach Man. Uh, See, Blaze got his film degree at UCF. My God, you're his brother. Goodness gracious! Dude, I'm so, I'm so bad with stuff. I'm sorry, Blaze. I'm an the idiot. nightmare. Look at oh God, wordplay. Mm-hmm. Oh wordplay. I love it. I love it. Shall we joust, Blaze? <laughs> Good stuff. So. Uh, so yeah, so the next uh, talking so, points, we'll we'll put up a little so within uh, the next poll. within the next couple of days to a week, you know, this, this weekend, this weekend or after the weekend, we'll post. Um, yeah, 
and we'll uh, get some ideas out there and see what people want to hear. Yeah, we'll pick three, and then you guys pick which one. We'll, whoever, you know, whichever one gets chosen the most, we'll, we'll go with that one. You know what I mean? Which would be fun. Put yeah. it in your hand a little bit, you know? For sure. Which, which would be awesome. And then um, Ralphie Knapps joined. We're, we're just we're, – we're finishing up, but thanks for Ralphie, joining. were you napping? <laughs> um, so next podcast, Matt, I know we talked about a while ago. We have two. We have, yeah, two. we have two. And I think we swapped them because we're, our friend Kevin was going to join us. And uh, he might not be ready. Scumdog, uh, what's going on? What's up, Scumdog? Um, the, uh, so the next one, should we just say what it is? Because we haven't really said it. doesn't matter. Uh, we said the la- on the last one, I believe, what, what the, uh, the non-horror podcast Yes. But, the, but should we say what we're probably going to do in the next week or so? Oh, well, I, I, I finished preparing, by the way, for that one. So uh, I have a list. I haven't even started preparing, but oh man, I I finished I finished my notes. I'm ready to go. I'm so psyched for this, Mike. I want you to tell our fine folks what we're going to be doing. Okay, well we're doing the well we have a unique name for it, right? I can't remember what the unique name was for it, but um, what was it like? uh, Back to the mixtape or something like that? Or yeah, well that was like the original, yeah, yeah, yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, so we're doing like our favorite. We're doing part two of our favorite uh, horror soundtrack songs. Volume two, side. Ah, that's what it was. Volume two, man. Side two, volume two, yeah. Side two. Our next collection of horror soundtrack songs. We're gonna count down another ten each. Yes. You know we're gonna do. You know we have to do two, Mike, on here. We have to on our page and our story wherever. On our page probably better. We have to put um, the list so people can actually access and, 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 and get them. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So just we put them out on a list and, like, yeah, you know, we could put that. that out. I wish we had a website. I know we got rid. No, of but it. I'm saying we could just put them on. We could type them up and and you know yeah. photograph it and just put it on so people can see the you know maybe they can uh, make a, their own little mixtape, their own little. Uh, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that'll be. Fun. But uh, we got a got a good list. I know we know both of ours, right? And there's there's some interesting ones that. Oh. We, we may have mentioned in the last one that was we like did. that was off our list, but there are some new ones that we totally forgot about, and ones that we kind of dove deep. And I was like, oh, you know what I mean? We dove deep, man. That's it. It was great, man. I'm looking so forward to that. I mean, you and me, you and I, obviously watching this the video we posted this weekend. You playing a Nirvana song and playing yeah. out live. Music's a big part of both of our lives, and uh, yeah, we really love good. it. So it's gonna be it's super fun. fun. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be great. So hopefully, we can record that pretty soon, right, Maddie? Yeah. Yeah, which should be good. I'm ready to go, man. Can I sh- can I tell you something really crappy that happened to me? Hold on. Oh man. No, it's not. It's it's not, it's just a money thing. Remember Dude. our love of 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 the show. We've talked about it before, and a lot of people don't know this. Mike, story. I thought that was your. I thought almost thought that was your. Uh, you want to see something really scary moment? You went off frame. <laughs> I was gonna come back with a mask on. I, I just... have a countdown here. There's only a minute and fifty five seconds remaining. It's gonna shut us down. Oh, it is. Yeah. What? There's a time limit. Yeah, it's probably an hour or something. Oh, really? That's weird. Anyway, uh, I'll skip it then. I'll save it for another time. Nobody no, can... dude, come on. No, no it's, it's really stupid. It's really stupid. I, the, the long story short is I bought a DVD for, for Demon Town, which is um, that cool. show, uh, Glory Days. Yes. And it's – I can't play it. What? It's like it's foreign. It won't play in my, my, my players. It's a Region B or something? It's something weird. But I, uh... I – yeah, Region 2. And I thought I, I could watch it, but I can't. But anyway, so I just wasted Damn it! Yeah, but anyway, all right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna log off. Matt Matt's gonna remember to save for twenty four hours so people can watch this this time. I I'm gonna try. You better, dude. <laughs> all right, but thanks for tuning in, and uh, yeah, 
We'll catch you guys soon. <laughs> Take care, guys. All right. See you later. Love you guys, too.